The RPG After Years is part of the We Can Make This Work Probably Network. Find out more at probablywork.com. Hello and welcome to the RPG Years, your one-stop shop for all things JRPG-related news. Big news this week. Yes, hello everyone, it's me, it's Bill, and I'm not going to be presenting this episode. <laughs> yes, uh, thankfully, um, I've had quite a lot of personal things happen in the last week, which is a whole saga of crap, basically. So luckily, um, our good friends Caslow and Frost have decided to, uh, well not decided to, they they thankfully volunteered to help me out and do a big news catch-up episode because I am so far behind on the news, it has just become a joke. And um, I feel really bad as well because a lot of our community on Discord post news for me to talk about and we just had reviews, RPG clubs, all those sort of things. I didn't get to talk about it, it's been months. And yep, yeah, then this week has just been, well this week and last week have just been atrocious for me. Uh, it kind of started off with uh, one of my girls, they got a sick bug, and then they sort of recovered from the sick bug, but then they had uh, a like expected appendicitis, uh, which is obviously quite serious, so we had to quickly sort of turn face and <laughs> take her up to hospital. So uh, one of the nights last week, I can't remember which one it was, I spent all night in hospital, and it just turns out that she had like gastroenteritis, so it was just sort of left over from her sick bug. It caused a big pain in her intestine, right where her appendix is. And then it had actually shifted itself and moved on. So we just, it wasn't appendicitis, thankfully, because that can be very, very dangerous. And yeah, so, but of course, I ended up, it was just a whole night in hospital. I slept the entirety of the next day. Couldn't do, I didn't work, didn't do any podcasting. And then sort of recovered myself a bit. And then over the weekend, I suddenly started feeling bad, sort of getting a really bad chest. I got covid did myself a COVID test. I had a nice big thick line. I was just like, oh, shit. And then, yeah, I ended up spending like most of Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday in bed this week because <laughs> I just couldn't get out. And then my chest has been very sore. 
I haven't really been able to do much talking or anything. So I can't explain how grateful I am to Caslow and Frost for actually doing this for me. So I'm going to hand you over to the guys uh, to go through it. And don't worry about me. Me and my children, we're all okay. We're all on the mend. But it's just been, yeah, two weeks of my life I think I'd rather forget. You know, I I, I couldn't, I missed most of the King's coronation because I was just out of it. <laughs> just completely sick. You know, once in a lifetime event, they get too sick to really pay much attention to it. I did watch two seasons of Sweet Tooth though while I was in bed. That show's alright. I-, I recommend that <laughs> on Netflix. Anyway, over to Kaz and Frost. Thank you all, and I'll speak to you all next week. This is Caslow and surprise, it's Frost. And as Bill likely explained in the intro, Frost and I decided we'd try and help him out because he's got some stuff going on this week uh, to get an episode out catching up on the months and months of news that we're behind on. That's right. Newsy news news time. So much news. And since it's been so long, let's jump right into it. All right, so we have three pieces of Dragon Quest news. Uh, the first is for Dragon Quest Twelve: The Flames of Fate, the long since announced and no updates to next game in the uh, Dragon Quest series. Uh, this is a quote from series boss Yuji Horii uh, in accordance with a job listing for the game, stating that we will revamp the command battle system. It's still a secret how it will be revamped, but we've already completed a prototype, and while working with the staff, I'm convinced that this will definitely be interesting. The command battles of the past will be completely redesigned. Then he goes on to say that the story is finished and all we have to do now is implement it, but it is a big game, so we'll take some time to complete. Now this quote set off some alarms with the Dragon Quest community because they're very concerned that Dragon Quest will end up like Final Fantasy and moving away from the turn-based battles that the series is known for. I don't think that's going to happen. I think the worst thing that could... Not the worst. I think the worst case scenario is it turns into sort of like a 7 remake kind of thing, which was still pseudo turn-based. Um, but I think they know where their bread is buttered in Dragon Quest, and I think it's going to stay turn-based. Now, how it could be made more, quote-unquote, interesting... Uh, I'm not so sure, but I haven't really seen any great ideas. Um, maybe something more like Final Fantasy 13 with an auto battle feature, but um, yeah. Uh, so that's the first piece of Dragon Quest news. It has been since 2017 uh, when Dragon Quest 11 came out, so we are working on six years between games, uh, and I'm not so sure that uh, 12 is going to be coming anytime soon. The second piece of news was kind of a shock to the Dragon Quest community as the series chief producer resigned. Uh, Ryotaro Ichimura, uh, who was at Enix, that's right, Enix, not Square Enix. He was there when it was still called Enix. Uh, He's been there for 22 years, uh, and he was the producer on Dragon Quests 8, 9, 10, and 11, uh, as well as many side projects. 
uh, has decided to resign uh, from the from Enix, or Square Enix, I guess, as it is. Basically, I read through his quotes, and it, he seemed to indicate that because games take so long to make now, um, he really wanted to get sort of a more flexible position. So I think he's going to go either start his own game company or join uh, some other smaller company to try to work on something he really wants to work on now that he's much older uh, rather than being in the Dragon Quest, uh, stuck in the Dragon Quest loop, as it were. And our last piece of news is that the Dragon Quest Adventure of Dai anime adaptation, or I guess manga uh, adaptation game, is set to release in the fall of 2023. It is an action JRPG called Infinity Strash Dragon Quest The Adventure of Dai. And it's expected to launch worldwide for the PlayStation 4, 5, the Switch, and the PC. This title is an adaptation of the popular and classic manga and anime series uh, of the same name. And it aims to capture the entry's fast-paced action sequences and deliver them in a brand new way. So uh, if you've seen the trailers, I recommend you go check them out because they're really cool. It looks like you're playing the uh, the manga. Um, it's really interesting. So uh, yeah, be sure to check that out if you're a Adventure of Die fan. Check out the game in the fall. Oh, and one last thing. There is still no news on the Dragon Quest 3 2D 3D remake. It's been two years. Can, can we at least, can we have anything, please? It's it's never happening, is it? Anyway, back to you, Kazlo. All right, we've got some news on the Pokemon anime. Um, as most of you are likely aware... The Pokemon anime, at least with Ash's journey, is wrapping up soon. Uh, although it's already wrapped up in Japan, we're still just awaiting the last episodes uh, in the United States. And with those Japanese episodes airing, we've got a little bit of news of what uh, what's going to happen. Uh, so if you want to wait until those released in English, tune back in in like two minutes. Uh, I'm going to jump and talk quickly about a quick spoiler uh, in one of those episodes. And that spoiler is that Team Rocket is disbanding. In the episode, it seems uh, Giovanni gives Team Rocket all of their, their old Pokemon that they've captured over the years, and they decide to hatch one last attempt to capture Pikachu. Of course, it doesn't work out, and Team Rocket blasts off for one last time, uh, but then something happened that kind of upset the fans. It seems they all want to go their own separate ways. So yeah, Jesse, James and Meowth aren't going to be together anymore. Uh, and I don't know if the new anime is going to explore that at all or not, um, but a lot of people were hoping that they, they'd stick it out and maybe walk off into the sunset being kind of this little ragtag little family uh, living out the rest of their life together. And speaking of Pokemon, we got some distressing news out of the Pokemon company, uh, at least for a lot of us on the Discord. And that's that they're looking to hire somebody with NFT experience. And most of you are aware, a lot of people on the Discord, a lot of people on this podcast are not fan of NFTs. Uh, while personally, I think there might be some benefits that like the blockchain type NFT system could do. It's just all ran by scammers right now, it seems like. So anytime you see NFTs, it just it feels like it's a scam. But as Bill said many times on this podcast, he thinks that this is probably due to Japan having these tax incentives for investigating new software uh, and new technology uh, like NFTs and blockchain technology. 
It's the same reason we probably see Square Enix doing the same thing. I've got two pieces of Persona news. Uh, Persona 5, the Phantom X, also known as Persona 5X or P5X, uh, is expected to release in China. It looks like they just finished a beta test from March 29th to April 1st, but this is a China-based mobile game for Persona 5, uh, made in the same in the same style as uh, as Persona 5. So, yeah, check that out if you're in China. The other piece is probably a little more relevant to our listeners. Uh, Persona 3 remake rumors have been going on for quite some time. Uh, and this is a full-blown Persona 3 remake in the style of Persona 5 Royal. And it was recently confirmed by an insider, whatever that means, that it is real and happening and has been worked on since 2021. Uh, and apparently recently some footage leaked. Now, from what I read, it looks like this is original footage from when it started being worked on in 2021. Um, but it did look like uh, Persona 5, but with the Persona 3 characters. So it's a little bit interesting because the Persona 3 portable remake just came out. But uh, apparently there's enough difference between the remake port and this full-blown Persona 3 remake that Atlas, uh, Altus, as it is, <laughs> Altus is interested in pursuing this. So uh, it is still a rumor, but, uh, you know, maybe, maybe happening. So. And next up, we found out that Sea of Stars, an upcoming RPG from the team that made The Messenger, uh, that has very, very Chrono Trigger vibes, is also heading to Xbox in addition to like PC, Switch, and PlayStation. And on top of that, Sea of Stars has a demo out right now, uh, at least on Switch, I think also on PC and PlayStation. I'm not 100% sure on that. Um, but everybody's raving about it. I still need to download and play it. But yeah, if you want to see more about the game, be sure to check that out. Here's some news that piqued my interest. According to the Xbox Era podcast, a remaster of Skies of Arcadia, the 2000 Dreamcast and GameCube JRPG, uh, is currently in the works. While there's nothing official on this, I would be super excited to play this remaster because while you can find alternative ways uh, of playing this game, actual copies of this are impossible, or not impossible to find, but it is a super expensive game. Um, and it is extremely well-reviewed. A lot of people like Skies of Arcadia. So if you've never played Skies of Arcadia, uh, hopefully this rumor is true. So we get an actual remaster of it to uh, on modern consoles. All right. We also have news that a fan favorite RPG series is getting an anime adaptation this summer. And that is Atelier Ryza. It's really surprising how... Ryza has kind of saved the Atelier franchise and actually blown it up. And there's a good video I saw from uh, a YouTuber called, I think it's Shadow Elite, talking about how much just a character design can help a franchise. Obviously, most people's love of Atelier Ryza comes from Ryza herself. I mean, the games have always been consistent and consistently good, but this character design obviously has inspired a lot of people, uh, and it's... Fun to see that it's also going to be getting an anime this summer. It's been confirmed that E3 2023 was canceled. Uh, I don't think anyone's surprised about that. Uh, once all the major studios started doing their own 
uh, you know, showcases throughout the year. Um, there just wasn't any real need for, for E3 anymore. So it was originally scheduled to run in Los Angeles between June 13th and June 26th. Uh, but uh, it's canceled this year, and I don't know if it's ever coming back. So uh, if not, pour one out for E3. And another big surprise in the news is it looks like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is getting its own role-playing game. Uh, It's supposed to be an action RPG, and from what we've heard, it's supposed to be inspired by God of War. So it's not going to be a traditional RPG in that sense. It's much more going to be an action game that probably has RPG elements. But the story that they're adapting sounds really interesting. Not going to spoil too much of it, but from a general premise, you're playing as one of the turtles, the only actual surviving turtle, after the Foot Clan has exterminated uh, Splinter and the others, uh, and you use all four turtles' weapons. Uh, And it's based on a more recent graphic novel, uh, and they do reveal who the character is at the end of that, and I got spoiled on it based on the article that I saw. Uh, So I'm not going to do that to y'all, but just know that there is one of the turtles surviving going out to get revenge for his brothers and his master. NIS America is scheduled to release PlayStation 5 and 4 versions of Monochrome Mobius Rights and Wrongs Forgotten in North America, Europe, and Oceania this fall. This game will feature Japanese audio and English text, uh, this is the newest installment in the Utawero Romono series. I have no idea how to say that, and it's a very long word. Uh, I've never played any of these games, uh, but uh, it looked really cool when I watched the trailer. Uh, if you're interested, uh, there is a limited edition available for pre-order now. Uh, I don't know how old this piece of news was. At the NIS America online store, it is $99.99 and includes a copy of the game, a hardcover visual art book, Prelude, which is the original soundtrack CD, A Day on the Town, 17-inch by 24-inch cloth poster, Shunya and Hollow Acrylic Display, a Shunya and Hollow Acrylic Display, Munichika and Mizuzuki Acrylic Display, and a set of five art cards, in addition to it being inside a collector's box. So there's also a standard deluxe edition of the game, which includes a mini art book and the soundtrack will also be available at retailers. So go check out the trailer, uh, the NIS America YouTube page, uh, if you're interested. All right. With Final Fantasy 16 only a month away, we're getting a blowout of news regarding battle system and the story. And that's too much for us to really talk about here today. Hopefully we might get a solo episode from Bill that talks about all of that stuff before it releases. But I did want to cover a few bits of news that we got on Final Fantasy 16 over the last couple of months. Uh, the biggest one just broke the other day that Final Fantasy 16, while coming out next month for us, is not coming out for everybody. Uh, it looks like it's going to be banned in Saudi Arabia uh, because there are LGBT elements that Square Enix is refusing to remove. Uh, which, great on Square Enix, uh, it's always sad that those kind of core elements have to be changed to go to places like Saudi Arabia and over something so as innocuous as just an LGBT character or some light LGBT elements. So good on Yoshi P and the team for sticking to their guns. Sorry for everybody in the Middle East who's likely not going to get this because I'm sure the rest of the company, uh, the rest of the countries around there are going to follow suit. 
We also got an announcement that Square Enix is making a special Final Fantasy 16 controller, uh, as well as a PS5 uh, plate for your PS5 system. Uh, but it appears these are only in Japan. I'm sure you'd be able to get a hold of them through a place like PlayAsia. They look really cool. I'm not really into that stuff anymore. Uh, I was when I was younger. Now it's just like, that's just money that I'm not really caring what my PS5 looks like. Uh, I don't care what my controller technically looks like. So let me save the money. And finally, Square Enix has announced that they will be hosting a Final Fantasy 16 launch event, both live streaming and in person, uh, on June 21st. Uh, so that's something to look forward to as uh, we wait to get our hands on the game. All right. A narrative-driven adventure and interactive musical game called Stray Gods, the role-playing musical, will launch for PC via Steam on August 3rd uh, under the publisher Humble Games with uh, developer Summerfall Studios. Now, this game is super interesting. It's sort of like, instead of it being a narrative, uh, a branching narrative game, it's a branching narrative musical. Uh, and it's the story of modern fantasy where there's Greek gods living among us uh, and you have the power of a muse and you have to sing and you actually, the gameplay... Uh, involves, you know, choosing branching paths, but during musical performances, and uh, you know, when, when she's singing, uh, the main character. So, uh, watch definitely watch the trailer for this. The announcement trailer was really exciting. This is from David Gator, who was the lead writer and the creator of Dragon Age. So, if you're interested in narrative storytelling and music, this is definitely something you want to check out. Also, All Star Cast. Uh, Laura Bailey and Troy Baker, who you might know from The Last of Us Part Two and many, many other things, as well as Elizabeth McGlynn from Silent Hill 2 uh, with additional, you know, it's just a very high quality cast. It's interesting because this game was originally a crowdfunded game called Chorus, uh, but there was actually a space shooter by that name that launched in 2022. So they changed the name to Stray Gods, the role-playing musical. So... Uh, this is definitely something I'm interested to see, uh, especially with the cast. But yeah, uh, definitely definitely keep an eye on this one. And coming this month is a pro wrestling RPG called WrestleQuest. But surprisingly, another pro wrestling RPG has been announced. Um, and this one's a little bit different. Uh, WrestleQuest obviously is focusing on a lot of a lot of the older WWE wrestlers like Macho Man and the Road Warriors. Uh, and having those as like bosses that you fight during the game. Uh, this one has a much more indie feel to it. And looking at like the gameplay, I'm getting very South Park Stick of Truth vibes, which actually has me really excited because I love that game. Um, and there seems to be different biomes um, in the world for this game that are based upon different styles of wrestling or different items that are important to wrestling history. For instance, there's obviously like a New York um, style biome, which is representative of where WWE came from. Uh, you've got a luchador biome, a Japan biome. <laughs> you've got one that's a Florida beach. So it's obviously referencing uh, Florida wrestling, which is really big. Uh, and then for some reason, there's a wild west, whatever. Um, but apparently the story takes place in a world that's obsessed with pro wrestling. And it appears that there's some conspiracy theories that might take down the sport. This one's more of a, I don't even know what to call this. This seems like it was a mistake. 
<laughs> that people are jumping on. But uh, there was a deleted tweet by Saga Game, the official Saga Twitter account, uh, that mentioned a sale on Xbox for a number of games that aren't actually released on Xbox yet. And general consensus, I think, is that someone copied the PlayStation tweet and changed it to Xbox and then hit, you know, send uh, before they realized that there are games like, what is it, Saga Frontier Remastered and Saga Scarlet Grace are on PlayStation but not on Xbox. So I'll file that under wait and see, but uh, I'm guessing since that has not popped back up anytime since then that this was probably just a marketing error. All right, we also got some Amiibo news. Um, it seems Xenoblade 2's Pyra and Mithra, which are coming because they are characters in uh, the Smash Ultimate DLC, uh, are launching this July 21st as a double pack. And hopefully there's some left that you can go find. Uh, sometimes Amiibo sell out super fast. Uh, I know I've ordered mine. Uh, but we also got announcements that they are working on Amiibo for Xenoblade Chronicles 3's Noah and Mio. So I'm going to be keeping an eye out for those as well. All right, now bear with me on this one, okay? Someone was doing research in the gamehistory.org library and found a press release from Squaresoft from 1995 uh, that uh, indicated that they would be releasing four games for the Super NES in 1995. And they listed Secret of Evermore, Chrono Trigger, and then at the bottom it says there will be two additional titles that they are excited, uh, they're very excited about, okay? And it says to stay tuned for the news at the E3 show in Los Angeles. <laughs> Speaking of E3. Uh, anyway, now, in relation to that, someone made some guesses about what those two surprise games from 1995 would be. Okay, bear with me. Someone posted a clip from the May 1996 issue of Game Fan from their letters section. And in there, someone wrote that they had emailed Square of America, okay? And they actually received a response. And the response was, Japan is the one who decides which games come over to the US. If America was to decide, we'd have bought everything they made over here. We got many letters concerning which games will come over and we may bring. Front Mission, Gun Hazard, Bahamut Lagoon, and Romancing Saga 3 under the title of Final Fantasy 4. I am not absolutely sure that we will bring out these titles, but for sure we cannot bring the original Front Mission. So this is sort of like fifth-hand accounts of what was happening, but the news here is that if this is true, that Square of America was considering releasing Romancing Saga 3 as Final Fantasy 4. And remember that this would have been after Final Fantasy 6, which was Final Fantasy 3 in North America, had come out in 1994 and before Final Fantasy 7. So it would have released as the American version of Final Fantasy 4. Weird and wild stuff. All right, and this past month, it was announced that the UK is going to block the Blizzard Activision deal with Microsoft over cloud gaming concerns. Effectively, the the regulatory agency there in the UK said that they have concerns that this deal is just going to stifle the cloud gaming market 
uh, and particularly stifle competitors that may come up in the future, uh, which it's a little concerning that they blocked a deal because Microsoft didn't think to work with competitors that don't exist yet. Okay. And my last piece of news is that Firaxis Games and 2K have announced that Marvel's Midnight Suns uh, will no longer come to Switch. So whether this has to do with poor sales or the fact that the Switch can't run anything and its Zelda games have to look like uh, they came out in the GameCube, uh, I don't know. But uh, yeah, uh, Marvel's Midnight Suns no longer coming to Switch. Um, if anyone's interested, it got a lot of critical praise, but uh, it seems to be that it was a financial flop because uh, people didn't want to buy it. So the DLC is still happening that was pre-announced. So if you have it for the PS4 or Xbox One, you could still get that DLC, uh, but uh, the Switch version ain't happening. All right, and news broke this week that Sega of America is looking to unionize. Um, according to statements from Sega of America, they, they reportedly were surprised by this, but they put out a very lawyer-speak press release talking about how they were surprised, that they're not going to interfere in any of the voting that's coming up on that, and that they're always looking to provide a great work atmosphere for their employees. It very much read what a lawyer would tell somebody to say when somebody's looking to unionize. But hopefully they do end up unionizing Generally, those, those tend to help the workers a lot, uh, and the gaming industry is one that has been lagging a little bit behind uh, on workers' rights. So yeah, that's the news. Uh, we're going to shoot it back over to Bill. Okay, big thank you to the two guys there for doing that for us. That's really, really good. Um, um, actually, there's another little bit here that they've got where they're going to talk about the RPG Club, which, if you're not aware... Breath of Fire 3 won the RPG Club, and that will be starting on Sunday, so in two days' time, on the 14th, okay? We can all start playing Breath of Fire 3, and the first checkpoint is to reach Castle Windia, which is due by the 28th of May, okay? We've also been running the VIP Club, <laughs> which, for those of you who don't know, is another RPG Club that we're doing just exclusively for the patrons, yes, that's right, the good old patrons. So we've been voting like mad. I think I overdid it, to be honest with you. I had like three different categories to vote on for like seven games that Bill loves, seven games Bill hates <laughs> or doesn't want to play, and seven games that, you know, just I threw in there for for funsies. And yeah, they've all been voting on those, and we're getting down to the final four votes now, which will be, spoilers if you're on the Discord... <laughs> <laughs> Skies of Arcadia, who won the games Bill wants to play vote. Persona won for the games that Bill doesn't want to play. And the wildcard games was a tie between Octopath Traveler and Bravely Default 2. So there'll be a final vote off uh, that the patrons will vote on those four games and then we'll decide which game's going to be our VIP club game. Anyway, I'm going to hand it over to Frost, uh, back to Frost and Caslow to talk about their thoughts on the upcoming Dragon uh, Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> I love that. Uh, the Dragon Fantastic Breath of Fire 3.
my game finally won! We are going to be playing Breath of Fire 3, uh, and I will be covering it over on my YouTube channel as well. Um, I have never beaten Breath of Fire 3, and I didn't beat it as a kid because there's a mistranslation at a part late in the game involving uh, navigating a desert, uh, where the game gives you the wrong instructions because of the mistranslation. Um, so for those of you playing along, know that when you hit that point, look up a guide so that you make sure you know that you're going the right way. Because otherwise, you're not going to be. Uh, but yeah, excited that my game finally won, uh, and let's get to playing the RPG club. Lastly, if we are going to talk about... Um, yeah, if you're going to talk about the RPG club, um, I could just chime in. So... I'm really excited that Breath of Fire 3 has finally won the RPG Club vote. Uh, for one, uh, I've always wanted to play it. Uh, and for two, I won't have to uh, see it on the ballot anymore. And I'll get one of my votes back because I voted for it every single time <laughs> since it was put on there. Uh, I think in 2020. I think it's been it's been on the list of, of games to vote for uh, for almost three years at this point. So I'm glad it finally won. And again, big thank you to the guys for everything they've done today. Uh, it's been absolutely brilliant having them cover for me. I'm Even just doing these short little segments has really kind of taken the wind out of my cells in my chest. So I'm going to do a quick outro of just being like, if you do love to show people, please rate and review us on whatever podcasting apps that you're using. Uh, if you want to show us some more love you can come join us on patreon where you can join in with all the rpg club voting as well as the new exclusive vip club or don't all the all the vip club stuff will be exclusive for the patrons so if you want to get involved with that game as well then um please jump on board um otherwise you know i love you i love you all i respect you all so much for tuning in each week to listen to us and um yeah, when you're sick like this, <laughs> it's hard to talk. It's hard to do a podcast, but I, I appreciate you all tuning in. Anyway, hopefully I'll be feeling a bit better and I'll speak to you all next week. Love you all. This has been a presentation of the We Can Make This Work Probably Network. Follow us on Twitter at ProbablyWork for more of our questionable content. Also, we have a website called ProbablyWork.com. <laughs>